it's going to work. Ah, all right. Cool. So, these are just words, yeah, but they're meant to convey something in mind because mind doesn't work really in words. There's aspect of mind that sees images and, you know, and pictures things at a much larger scale than a word can deliver. So we're using words to sort of excite that aspect of mind. But let's say someone has an understanding. That understanding can be a valuable tool as he's traveling light in a basic formation or a basic format. Yeah? It may lighten the load, but it never truly questions the, the basic format, yeah? the idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It just sort of uh, lessens the load of that preoccupation of being that idea of being a self. But a vision sees through the whole thing. Yeah? So, it, it, in a sense, the whole program loses its ability to trance or to, to, to uh, present a certain reality right from the get-go. So, it's, like it, it's a freedom even from understanding because you don't need anything to have it in a way because you don't have it. You are that. Yeah? So, it, it short-circuits the whole process. And... Uh, and it overrides the need for an understanding. So now you just live in that vision. Yeah? Like in a sense, you could have a, a feeling in recovery where they always use the word convinced, which means to believe with certainty. And the mind gets to certain points where it becomes convinced. Yeah? And when it becomes convinced, there's a certain... Uh, there's a certain release of all other preconditions. Yeah? It now knows that any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. It actually knows that. But the deepest one, it knows that it's not a long-lasting and independent inherent entity. It doesn't need to know what it is because it can't. Because it's in the seeing that you are what you are. Yeah? It's in the act of being conscious is as close as you can get to be what you are. Yeah? That consciousness, that, that sense of being on is as close as you can get. You can't know it like we know everything else here. And the mind's trained to know things as the subject. In this case, the conditional mind as the subject is seen not to be so. So the whole drive to know is, is dismissed, and then you're put in a state of finding out. By You're actually in a state of I don't know. Yeah? And that I don't know, it may be uncomfortable to the conditioned mind, but it's a very restful place for the rest of mind. Yeah? It's like the conditional mind is sort of like a split mind, and then what rests in the understanding, I'm not that, is like a whole mind. Yeah. So in that in that vision, the need for understandings has dropped. So you actually, like some teachers would say, they got to the point where they left Zen, let's say. Yeah. So in a sense, you leave, let's say AA, but it doesn't mean you go anywhere. But you leave the necessity of AA. It, in other words, the freedom that you were looking for. Has, has been seen as already established. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. It saves so much time. And then it can't be rebutted. Yeah? Because the mind lives as a rebuttal to that. Yeah, you'll hear people share they had a wonderful day, and then you'll hear one word, but, and then the, the story is, is right after that. So, oh, I really, the light, yeah, I was so free tonight, but what will be like next week? Yeah? The but is when the mind is pledging allegiance to that system of thought called self-centeredness. It, it says, all right, I'm going to honor, yeah, all there is is that, but it's not going to be that next week. <laughs> but it's not going to be that when I go to work. 
but it's not going to be that when I'm in a relationship. But it's not going to be that if I'm not healthy. But it's not going to be that if I have no money. I know it's all there is, and that's all that's happening, but yeah, there won't be any access to it based on all of these conditions. That's mind playing God. Yeah? The beautiful thing is, if he can just stop at the point before the but. So you recognize Jesus. There's a sense of okayness available now. Instead of the but, immediately denying that okayness now to get to the possibility you won't be okay later. Yeah? In other words, resting in what's so instead of rushing through what's so to get to what's not so. People are sometimes are, are denying that they're okay because they have this huge drive to be okay. They're trying to be okay, a better, more productive, more... Uh, more functional okayness that gives me a great advantage. Yeah, <laughs> inherently you're okay, but that doesn't mean much to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Lately I've been seeing it as there is the eye, which is all of us looking right now. Yeah, eye is what's looking out of our heads, and then there's the you that we're looking at. Yeah. So I'm looking at a you there, but from that point of view, that. That position takes it to be, it says it's the eye that's seeing. Yeah? So there's the eye that's seeing you, and it doesn't matter how many yous are here, it would still be the same event. If there's 800 yous, it's I'm seeing all of you. If it's one you, I'm seeing you. If it's billions of yous, I'm attempting to see all of you. Yeah? And then everywhere, in every other location, the same experience is happening. So I'm seeing you. Yeah? So in this case, I feel I'm the one that's seeing. In this case, you see me as what's seen. Yeah? How is it that the I gets confused by the mental process? The I takes the mental process, yeah, it acknowledges it, but then weds it with the body. Yeah? So it takes the I, weds it with the you, and then calls it me. Yeah? And then there's only one me. Even though everyone's experience of this is that it's a you. Yeah? If I ask everyone who's seen me today, they wouldn't say, I saw me, I saw you. Yeah. So in everyone's experience, this is a you. But in my interpretation, my mental process, it's taken to be a me. Yeah. And then the me is like the bastardization of I, which is no-thingness, which is the priorness to all things, and wedded to this object. And now it becomes this weird pseudo-subject called me. And if you watch your, your interest and attention, your interest and attention then leaves the you, except as a concept in the mind called me. Yeah. It doesn't have really an interest in the body. It has an interest in the image of the body. Yeah. So your interest leaves the you. It leaves the I because it, it leaves the I because it doesn't even acknowledge that there is an I. It's already it's already erased that possibility by calling it me. Yeah. The I, if a me is added, the I is a million miles away. You can live as if there's no I whatsoever. You can be all about me all day. When it's the I that is what's initiating this whole place called a conscious contact. So the I gets very little interest because every one of the qualities the I has has been claimed by the me. So while you're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching... There's no acknowledgement of what's seen, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. There's no acknowledgement of the I. There's just 
a, an interpretation that it's me. Yeah? And as soon as it becomes me, the emphasis isn't on the seeing, it isn't on the hearing, it's what's seen, it's what's seen and what's been seen. The interest doesn't, it leaves the eye, it does not very, very little of it's even resting on the eye. It's all absorbed in this one little mental process called me. It sucks up all the energy, all the attention and interest from the you. It, it denies any aspect of the eye as being so because it claims every one of the eye's aspects as something I'm doing. Me. I'm seeing. I'm hearing. I'm feeling. I'm thinking. I'm, you know, this is my life. I'm doing. Yeah? <clears throat> See, it says it always the truth. I, yes. But when its feeling of the eye is that it's me. It's totally different. If you could, if you could see through that, that pasted feeling over the eye called me, you would recognize the salvation is inherently in right where you are. The salvation is truly, there's no possibility that you could ever be bound to an idea of being me because you're I. And if you want to get a sense of I, anchor where the you is. Yeah? and cut out the middle man and middle woman and the you will anchor you right where the eye is demonstrating itself through conscious contact because the eye is moving through this you to have contact with this place. Yeah? So you, by recognizing where your camera location is, which is not the me, because the me thinks it's thinking about where it's going to be in Christmas today. The me is like way off shopping. The me is like ruminating some, that, about something that it thinks happened last year. Yeah? The me is very rarely where the you seems to be. Yeah? So if you could just anchor, hey, t I'm taking care of the you today. Not as the me, but as the you. Okay? So you sit here and you acknowledge the you. As soon as you acknowledge the you, something obvious is going to present itself. The I. Yeah? Because the I is initiating... It's giving the life that the you expresses. It's the I is the living. The I is the seeing. The I is the feeling. The I is the tasting. The me is just a narrative. It's like adding a, a fake programmed voice box to the situation. Yeah? It's always chirping. It's always a second late. It always claims what's happened as being the one who did it or, had, or being the one it was done to. But it has no reality of being here except as a mental abstraction that seems to have our interest and attention. Yeah? So that's why people say, well, if you could just you know, recognize where your feet are, you'd have a, maybe an advantage today. You could start at point zero and exactly at least be on the, the right square of the game board. Yeah? Okay, I'm here. It's a Saturday. I'm here. Oh, what will happen if my attention and interest gets brought back here? It's going to become interested and attentive to what's happening, which is consciousness is in contact. The same thing that fuels the obsession that causes the mind to be glued to all those thoughts about you, that same interest and attention will be what enriches one's life. It just needs to be unwedded to this really weird marriage of the I and the you to, and making it a me. It's like a menage a trois. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, the I and the you's forgotten and then the me, and most people, I'm telling you, they are obsessed not over their body, they're obsessed over their mind's idea of their body. If they were obsessed over a body, they'd be obsessed over a lot of bodies. 
Yeah, it's not a body they're obsessed over. It's about my body. It's about the me. Everything has been has been tattooed with the me. You know, problem my problem. Time my time. I don't have any fucking time for you. My time is much more valuable to spend on you because I'm spending it on me. <laughs> but the weirdest thing is the me's are you. What? Yeah. <laughs> as you done unto, as you do unto others, you're done unto yourself. What? How could that be? I was fucking you. How am I going to get fucked? I'm me. <laughs> That's what I, used to, I said the other night. I was in Delancey Street, a program for two years, you know. I had to really be civilized for two years. And uh, they, you know, my life looked better with them telling me what to do than it ever did with me telling me what to do. Because they never saw me as me. They saw me as a you, a junkie, alcoholic you. Yeah, and they had the the perfect prescription for a junkie and alcoholic just of this type, and I thrived in that situation. Yeah, but the me was constantly chirping. Don't they understand? <laughs> I'm different. I'm exempt from all these people. I'm so far above all these other residents of Delancey Street. No, you're not. You're in the bunk with twelve other people up in the bunkhouse. You're fucking going to work. No, there's nothing different between you and you and you and you and you. But it's me. You don't understand. I need special help. I should be like in, you know, upper middle way Delancey Street. I shouldn't just be in lower middle way Delancey Street. I should be raised above. I have some spiritual inclinations. I'm not being fed here. <laughs> and as soon as they... <laughs> and I'll tell you, when the you is relieved from being the me, the you has its own intelligence. Yeah? It has its own senses. It has the ability to take in information and produce a, a language, but not of words. Yeah? And not of time. You know what I mean? It'll try to get your attention by a feeling or by a certain something. Yeah? You'll get a sense. Oh, something's not right here. Yeah? The body is something that's a very good... It's like a a Geiger counter for this place, in a sense. You can pick things up. And the eye is supremely, supremely free from it all. It's in and of its own self-complete. It's not in the process of accruing value. It's not attempting to become something by doing and having. It already is. Yeah. It's not using this faulty formula of the me that I'm going to do and have myself into a condition called me. Yeah. The eye is already a condition. It doesn't have to do anything to produce the condition that it is. It doesn't have to have anything to add on to that condition. Yes? It's the me that's bereft of any real condition. So it believes if it claims enough, claims doing and having and having and having, it will become something. It will never, never complete that mission because it inherently already is something called nothing. Yeah? No matter how much nothing tries to become a something, it can't lose the quality that it is, which is nothing. So the mind is constantly desiring to become or constantly desiring to unbecome what it thinks it is. Yeah? Trying to get out of some imaginary place I think I'm in. I'm trying to get into some imaginary place that I think I want to be in. It just goes on and on and on. It's like an eternal slinky. This goes on, on, one, one. Oh, I don't want to be this. I want to be this. I don't want this. On and on and on and on and on. And claiming all doing and having as if we're going to be able to graft what we did 
which we never did, and what we have, which are, isn't ours, to, to make ourselves into something. Yeah? Like a fucking Frankenstein beast. We take a little you, forget the I, and just you know, stitch a me into it. Let the you become the doer. As a, you know, the me is the doer through the body. Yeah? It's the thinker. Jesus Christ. We can't even, you know, we're not even... Whatever has it set up here knew not to give this much power. Everything is involuntary. Most of the organ activity is involuntary. There's only one major activity of the body that's half voluntary and half involuntary, which is breathing. That's it. That's, the all, that's all you get. <laughs> the brain is involuntary. You're not going to stop your thoughts. That would be a thought, yeah? None of this is going to happen. It's just happening, yes? The apparatus is doing what it does to produce this situation. But the idea of the me as the doer is what throws this gunk in all the works, yes? You can get stuck on one fucking old idea that you're a loser and then just keep, you know, it's like a, a needle in a groove. It can never get out of the groove. And you get used to that as a song of life. It's like, it's like to me the yeah but. It's exactly like that. Oh, yeah. I, I can feel freedom at this meeting, but I can't feel freedom. The one that believes they can fe feel freedom here and then won't be able to feed, feel freedom then is not you. It's the me. The I is freedom. Yeah? And the you isn't going to happen. have it. The you facilitates the freedom in a form of expression called manifestation. That's what it does. This is... The facilitator, the body facilitates what we call as vision. It facilitates the vision. It's not what's seen. It facilitates it. Consciousness is what's seeing. Consciousness is what's hearing. Consciousness is what's feeling. But this isn't feeling or seeing or hearing. It facilitates it. Something, or I would say no thing, comes through here and then can have an experience of itself as thing. Yeah. But not as a thing. <laughs> it's not having the experience as a thing. It's having an experiences of things. Yeah? But as its own nature, which is what? No thingness or consciousness. It doesn't become, it doesn't lose that to become a thing because then there would, there would be no, no thing to experience anything here. It'd all be some things running into each other. You know, you see it like animals. They have a very little me, let's say. Very little me. They tend to be run by instincts. They seem to be able to be and stay where it seems to be impossible for us to get into, which is the moment. You know? They seem to, you know, you go to the beach with a Labrador. You throw the ball once. You throw it 8,000 times. It's as happy as hell as it was the first time you threw it. You, your arm will fall off before it gets bored. Really. It'll, it'll be... That's why they made those things. You, have to, you can just throw it super far because it's more time will go by the farther you can throw it. But it's going to come back and want to do it again. Yeah? Or a kid. A kid comes here and you go, whoo! And the kid laughs. You can do it 40 times. The kid will it'll be like a new event. Why? Because it's here. 
Yeah? And it hasn't entertained the possibility of the mind, the mental process, that, oh, I could be somewhere else better. So fuck here. <laughs> you know? I'm going to withhold myself. You're just not good enough for me. <laughs> I know I'm the one, you're the one I'm with, but I just don't see it. You know, I'm going to hold myself. I'm going to actually torture you for not being the one I think you should be. I am. I'm just going to withhold myself so you go so sick and tired of me, and maybe you'll have some fucking brains and leave. And if you don't, I'll lose all respect for you for not doing that. So go ahead. Let's see. Let's see how you prove your love to me. Yes. Jesus uh, <laughs> guys, How can you travel here like that? You're already closed down. So I don't know what would happen if you're not the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. What I found happens is you lose interest in the me, and the interest gets unwedded to that preoccupation and now gets interested in the I and in the you, but with a lot more fucking intelligence because it sees the you as a you, not as me. Not as a me that's always going to be sick, yes? Not with all these fucking old ideas and beliefs that are like straitjackets to inhibit the possibility of the you coming out of a condition that it believed it once was in. Yeah? It, it, it's freed from all that. And interest and attention now is spending a lot of time acknowledging the I. Why? How? By being conscious of it, by being interested in it, by honoring it, being attentive. In other words, just being the basic thing you already are, which is conscious and aware. Yeah? And then the you gets enough information, enough interest to navigate through a life and through a day. Yeah? And then the me is cut out of the loop. And then suddenly you start feeling a whole lot different and hopefully you can put two to two together. I guess that's why I wasn't feeling this way when I was obsessed or up that ass of me. Because now I seem to be feeling great and I don't really, I don't have a big narration about me feeling great. It's just feeling great. Yeah? You, why do I need to have that extra little mental sick icing of it's me, you know? Can't greatness just be greatness? You're conscious of it. Why does it have to be claimed and tattooed and made into something about me? Just let it be. Let it come. Yeah. And then you'll really be with it. And it's not of time. Every one of those embraces is not of time. So if you, your, your sick little mind, the me, thinks, oh, I, I had an embrace, but it wasn't long enough, that's all, that's all bullshit. Yeah, some, some dance long, some short. It doesn't freaking matter. But there's an acknowledgement of the basic premise of living, which is onness. Yeah. <laughs> Not you being on, but the I. And that is, that is worthy of rest, yeah? Because the I is complete in and of itself. It's not in the business of seeking for fulfillment. It already is fulfilled. It looks from fulfill, out, of, out of fulfillment, not for a fulfillment, yeah? If it's doing anything here, it's seeking expression. It's not trying to finish a job or authenticate itself or complete... Come, come to a fruition or a completion. It's already so. Yeah? So when the mind is centered in that fact, what is the mind capable of doing? It's capable of enjoying peace of mind. It's capable of being here. Yeah? It's capable of being available. It's capable of being of service. Why? Because it's available. It senses the presence of the availability of what? It's in inherent, everlasting nature of mind. Yeah? So the, mind's, the mind shifts, it changes. 
when it's rested in self-centeredness, it's agitated. Yeah? Because self is not a self. It's not an island that you can go to. It's a mental activity called selfing. It's a movement. There's no rest in that movement if you lay on top of it. Yeah? The movement, no matter how restful you think you are, you're still going to be agitated. It's like when you lay on those cheap, you know, relaxer beds in those old Mattels. You put a quarter in there. And all they do is move, you know? Oh, I'm relaxing. No, you're not. You're fucking getting stirred up like, you know, you know, I'm relaxing. No, you relax when it stops. See? The point is, selfing doesn't stop. It promises a point of stopping, never now, but later, but it never arrives at the point of stopping. You never arrive and rest. Every arrival is just like hitting the tarmac and taking off again. Yeah? Because it's not a thing. It's not complete. It's not doesn't have a nature in and of itself. It's a mental movement. Seeking something that can never be fulfilled. It wants to become a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It wants to become what it calls a me. It wants to completely forget the I, and it wants to constantly to completely usurp the you and place a flag in it and calling it me. <clears throat> and in this little activity, it thinks it can build some a real beast. Yeah, It can build something real. And you know it's incredible how much work to keep that edifice seemingly in place. It's cracking all the time. Yeah, hundred people tell you great, one person thinks you're an asshole, it just cracks. It's just like you have to have a huge maintenance crew. It's like the it's like the Golden Gate Bridge. You're constantly repainting it every day because the climate and the environment doesn't let a color last here. It fades it, right? It mars it. It's this and that. We're trying to do something that's impossible. But in centeredness, centeredness is complete. It's being, yeah? It's not being to become. It's being, yeah? Being, 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 being. It's not like a denial of what's being replaced with something that's going to become something by doing and having. It's not that. Being is already complete. So the movement of mind is away from exactly what it's talking about wanting to get to, which is completion. Yeah? It has to, for the mind to play God, the first thing that has to be denied, be denied is God, if you want to use the word God. For something to play God, the first thing it has to do is, is remove all evidence that there's a God so that it can seem to be the God. Yeah. So here's this constant movement and every little oasis it promises you is really just a sense, oh, you'll be able to stop then. Yeah? Once you get that, once you meet that person, once you get that message, then you'll finally find rest. Well, forget about it. It's not about, it's about looking for rest. It's not about finding rest because the rest is already so. The last thing it wants to find is rest. <laughs> it wants to find a conditional rest that just reinforces the seeking for more rest. Yeah? So you'll get a little sample after a month sitting in some you know, retreat, eating the best fucking food. I mean, the places in those retreats, I used to call it the upper middle way. The rooms were better than my room at the house I lived in. They, I, I didn't want to leave. You know, I said, if I, if it, I was, I'll meditate eight hours a day for this food, sure, for this place. No one's hassling you. But I saw that retreat. I swear, I went to this one retreat at one of those high-end high places. And after ten days of it, it was a silent retreat. We, in Thailand, you'd eat once, like, before 10.30 morning. Here, you had three meals a day, you know. <laughs> 
really, really pretty nice. <laughs> so every night, wherever you were, you'd go, you'd walk back to the uh, place where they gave you food. So everyone would be, so maybe some people like this. Looking up, maybe very trying to be mindful. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get there ahead of you. you know, the spiritual walk is make, make it look like you're seeking. <laughs> so then one night, you know, every night everyone filing. So this one night I got in there early. And I was sitting down, and what they had is they had this huge spread, but this night they put a giant amount of ice cream at the front. Yeah? Now, all I had, I just sat there and I watched these people's eyes. As soon as the ice cream, you could see the interest attention just focus. I'm going to get that. Should I get it before I eat the rest of the meal so there's not, there'll be some left? And you could see the mind. The whole 11 days just went out the window. <laughs> went to their seat, got back in line again, got the food. Come back in it was amazing. It was worth the whole fucking week, the whole 12, 12 days. I just watched that going, Jesus Christ. This is an insurmountable dilemma. There's no way you can get out of something you're not in. It's impossible. No matter how much you try, you'll never pull it off. There's got to be, a, if you want to call it away, there's got to be another way. The recognition that the solution to the problem is seeing the problem as imaginary. That's the solution. Because once you see it as imaginary, there's nothing else to do. And then doing and having will be directed by another form of mind, in a sense, yes? Not so much to acquire and get or accrue value, but as forms of expression, you know? And sometimes as ways of, as some downloads to occur, where you get the information you need to get, but you don't get it usually in the basic way of studying and learning. It just downloads. And then you know it by its fruits. Because the download, it may have only seemed to happen in a second, but its effects show up for years. You watch it as you're living, and you go, wow. And as Jesus, in a way, I felt implied, he says, you, can't, you can only know the tree by its fruits. Yeah? You can't see the tree, but you can see its effects. And by its effects, you can get an intimation of it. Yeah? So there's an appreciation of what can't be seen. Yeah? There's an honoring of what can't be seen. There's like a, a pledge of allegiance to what can't be seen. Yeah? And then it becomes a... The immunity to the idea of selfing gets stronger and stronger. Because your interest and attention won't go there anymore. It realizes it's like a dead-end little hole. Yeah? Whatever it drags out of that place, it's that thing it drags out of it actually drags it back in. <coughs> you know? It, you claim something, you start thinking about it as if you're going to get out of it by thinking about it, and you suck more and more into that. Yeah? Self can't get out of self. That's one of the initial hits that has to be held. Self can't get out of self. If you take two years of a, how to get out of obsession with self, that could be construed as obsession with self. You can't get out of it, yeah? All your steps to get out of it are actually probably being used by mind to reinforce the idea you're in it. Yeah? So in a way... That the reliance on the on the uh, fragmented functioning of selfing, you know, or of the me, usually the the best it can ever do for you is to show that it's imp it's a it's a fraudulent system. Like in recovery, we say 
self-centeredness is a failed system. When the mind recognizes the failure, the, the aspect of failure of the system, because usually when the system fails in self-centeredness, it, you take the blame. Yeah? After a while, you blame others, but you inherently take the blame. So the, fail, the system has an incredible foolproof little uh, deterrent to anything being seen, because as soon as something goes wrong with the system, you take it to be you're the one. Yeah? The system is just fine. I just, could, I just need to manage better. Then it will work. Yeah? This is the main delusion of the system. But if you realize when the system fails, when, that, when there's a re- recognition that self can't get out of self, what immediately becomes a possibility? Being out of self as your inherent condition. And it doesn't take any time. It doesn't take time to pass. Yeah? It's just the mind recognizing, not in time, but in a timeless aspect, because the mind is timeless. Yeah, It recognizes this is not so. And immediately what gets accented or emphasized, your interest and attention now starts attending to what is so. Yeah, And the interest and attention, it's beautiful because interest and attention it swirls. It's like an open lens. It really works the best when it's not on anything, but when it's just open. Yeah? To receiving invitations, where to go. And every time it goes somewhere, it doesn't light on it and concentrate. It just lights on it and takes off. Because now it's in its own, let's say, milu, which is no thingness. You can't, you don't ever see interest, do you? You can't see it. You only see what you're interested in. You can't see attention. Because its nature is not of thingness, yeah? Now it's, it's swirling around in its, in its nature, which is no thingness, and then it's attending to what needs to be attended to, and it goes on and on, and it's like totally different. It's like being in a multi-variation uh, of tree orchard, and you're just picking different fruit at a different time. It's not like, all right, Monday I go out and pick oranges all day. Tuesday, lemons. Wednesday, this. No, you're just... Things happen, yes, give it away, whatever. Yeah, it's just a whole other way of functioning here. To me, much more lighter. With uh, It lubricates itself, where you need tons of lubrication for selfing. Yeah, because selfing constantly, <coughs> drinking, you got to constantly lubricate it with something, shopping. It's just always, <laughs> it doesn't run smoothly. As you know, yeah? Even long-lost, long-held plans and you finally arrive, it usually doesn't equate into feeling what you thought you were going to feel when you arrived, yeah? It needs a lot of advertising and lubrication. But what, what life is like, it lubricates itself in the living, yeah? And you know, it just produces an unspoken yes. Your interest attention now is released from that slavery to the idea of being me. The you does better definitely does better and the eye is free ranging now and at least the interest attention is recognizing it yeah? not as you having an experience of awareness or you having an experience of consciousness but just of consciousness just of awareness yeah? you the middle man and woman are cut out and the interest attention is just uh, interested in attending to what's showing up and what's not showing up what's always there and to me, that's the abidance in the truth. That's, that's the sense of the presence. The presence is, is the presence, the feeling of presence is consciousness. That's what's being sensed, yeah? The oddness of this place. 
It has a huge impact here. A lot of the old ideas and stories can get dismissed. Some may take longer than others because there's an investment there. The mind is very invested in being that thing it's taking itself to be. Or very invested in, in trying to, be, to unbecome what it thinks it is. It's got a huge investment in some of those. And it's nice to recognize it. When it, you, don't, you don't get won over by all the advertising, you just see what it's like. It doesn't want to be free. It wants to want to be free. Yeah? It's a nice thing to acknowledge. So you stop fucking going through all this fucking heavy work to try to get out of somewhere you don't want to get out of. I mean, it's like a giant conflict. Just fucking accept you don't want to get out of it. It's okay. It's okay to have no desire, no need to be liberated. Fantastic. <laughs> See, this is what I love, man. Tour, tour buses come. Let's look at a weird thing in Marin. It's known for its weird thing. So, all right, see you. Lunch will be at one. In the city, we have music, flutes, and, and like chanting in the church. It's great. I mean, we always have beautiful accompaniments. You know, this is what it's like, really. It's association with truth, you know. Coincidences pop up more. Your, your ability to be connected, the mind connecting things and seeing the theme of it all becomes more uh, available. You know, where when you're in the consequential level, you don't see anything leading to anything else. You know, you just it's like it's like being running in the sh- you know the hallway of shit and fans, and the only way you know the shit hit the fan is when you're wiping it off your face. That's like the consequential level. You know, this is about. You see the connectivity of things. You see the theme of things. And, you know, all you need is one example of selfing, and you've seen the whole theme of the whole thing, the whole package. It may stretch out in time and all different specifics, but the same drive is it's trying to become something it can never be. That's why it constantly keeps going. Yeah? Selfing can never find climax, never fulfillment. It can never become a self, so it can appear to be one. So it has to huff and puff. It's like blowing up a doll that has holes in it. It has to keep blowing it up. What's that is the interest and attention. So here's the me. If it's getting 90% of your interest and attention, it's a pretty good uh, declaration of where your life is. That's why you probably don't feel like anything's happening and this and that because everything's getting sucked up into that. Yeah? If that could get dispelled and it could shift and be spent in a different manner, you may like the percentage later. Better, you know? You as a whole may feel a lot better when the I is getting a lot of attention and the you is getting its attention and the me is heard but not listened to. You may travel better. You may be able to actually recognize this is all there is. It's a pretty good thing to see. Can you imagine if you live in time your whole life and then when the time runs out, you'll be in time when the time runs out. You'll be in time when it runs out. You'll feel like, shit, why did this happen to me now? But there's the possibility because timelessness is is what's so. There'll be the same timelessness when this passes away that you've been honoring and attentive to for the years you were alive. Exact same energy. You don't go anywhere. The me stops. Yes? The me stops. This is 
It's a production of a mental process. It doesn't have any inherent existence. It's like a radio show. Once you unplug the radio, it stops talking through the radio. Yeah? Paul, do you feel some sense of affection for that name? Hmm? Do you feel some sense of affection? No. For the name Peter? No. Compassion, I'd say. Compassion. More than... Because it's a movement that can't stop moving. You know? It's like a mental process gone wild. Yeah. It's vindictive and small and petty just because it's trying to be so large and special and right. You know? It's just... It's just... No, I don't have much affection for it. It's just a mental process, yeah? Just like, you know, I never... There wasn't one day I just pissed and I never pissed again. Yeah? The processes of the body and the brain go on in time. Selfing goes on. That's what it's doing. I believe it's like an organizing principle to try to make sense of something to maybe ensure the you survives longer. But I think it just went off the tracks, you know? It wasn't meant to... Maybe it was meant to organize the distribution of interest and attention, not become the fucking fixed object of interest and attention. You know what I mean? Maybe it was meant to bridge the gap between I and you. I don't think it it was meant to build the city of me there. (laughs) Maybe it was just a bridge so there would be traffic from the I and the you and some you know, some uh, sense of balance in the infinite and the finite, but I think I think it became a, a little citadel of unto itself, you know. I think it went crazy and started to play God. Really. <clears throat> and it can only play God with our interest and attention. And our interest and attention, I think, seems to go there and habit because it's taken to be about us. You know? We take us to be that. We have forgotten our nature and we think the me's presentation of us is what we are. That we're a body that's subjective, that it has consciousness, that the body's doing it, that the body is seeing, the body is hearing. It's an outlandish idea if you just look at it. Yeah? But I don't know, you know, I just, I, I think it's just a mental process that went wild. You know how things mutate here? You know? One part, uh, part of nature's manifestation is mutation. Yes? Things will mutate. It won't look like it's a beneficial new uh, like branch of evolution, but it'll be a mutation. And in a sense, I think it's like a mental mutation. The selfing just went overboard. And, uh, and the mind got caught. I think the mind forgot its nature and became identified with what this what the selfing was presenting itself to be. So now it, it doesn't see itself as the source of interest and attention. It sees itself as the object of interest and attention. It's crazy. Right? But like, <clears throat> doing these talks is quite, can be quite helpful, I think, just so that the mind remembers. It's like repetition is helpful because the mind works on repetition. It does. If you, if you repeat the lie long enough, it's taken to be a truth. That's what happens here. Yeah? That's what advertising is all about. So this is sort of like we're trying to use the, the poison as an antidote because that's what duality is. Poisons can be used as antidotes. Yeah? The opposite can negate the other opposite. Yes? 
So we're just doing that. And by having repetition, you present it in all these different lights, the mind gets an aha. And that's just the opening up of an aspect of mind that was closed down in the shoebox of self. Yeah, an aha comes out. And then to reinforce it being okay to be out. Instead of immediately the butt arising and then going back in. Yeah? Watch it. Watch when people share. Watch it. There's a pledge of allegiance to the way we think this world is with the butt. Every fucking time. And the pledge of allegiance is the butt overrides that. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I'm light and this and but. Yeah? Yeah? This is it. The mind's trying to say, okay, that's somewhat so, but this is really so. This is, this is really real. This is what's important. Well, the thing is, is you realize self was never possible. It's not that it will no longer be possible, as if it once was. The mind recognizes an absolute, that it was never possible to be a self. That's the beauty of it. The message is that, for me. It's not like uh, it's becoming less probable that I'll be a self. The point is, I've never. There's, it's, an, it's an impossibility that I could ever be a self. Past, future, and present tense. That's the absoluteness. And mind, uh, a mind has that quality of absoluteness. I found it in recovery myself because, uh, you know, I had a, the ability to be convinced, and after all this information that never was, uh, never was stabilizing as an understanding or as a view, as a vision. Suddenly, one time, it just did, and it's never returned back to the other way. You know, I saw the absoluteness of what in our book of recovery was spoken as absolutes or being convinced of that any life run on self-will will not be successful. That's sort of an absolute statement. It says any life will not be successful. There's no wiggle room there, yeah? Self being convinced, meaning believing with certainty that self has defeated us, there's not much wiggle room in there, yeah? So I believe I, when that finally got, when my mind got it, it got it. <laughs> it was, that's it. It wasn't like, oh, I got it, but I'm probably going to lose it later. Okay. No, it was just got it, bingo, that's it. And then live from there. And the same way with this message, in a sense. There was just an absolute sense of the impossibility that there was ever uh, a configuration called Paul. There was, never, there was never a bastard child of the mind combining the I with the you, called me. This was never, it never, it was a, it was, it was a phantom birth. You know what I mean? It's like in Hinduism, they say, we're all, we're all uh, children of a barren mother, of, of a barren woman. Yeah? What do you mean? How, can, how could a, a barren woman have children? Exactly. You see the statement? We're all children of a barren woman. That's what an absolute is. Yeah? Yeah? You can have as much feeling as you want, but there's no woman that had you. It's a barren woman. Yeah? So the feeling of being a child or being a self is a feeling being promoted and reinforced by this process, but it never was so or, or ever will be so because where it would have to have come from, it can't come from there. The woman is barren. There's no way she can have a child. <laughs> so the mind is barren of thingness, yeah? The mind is barren of being a long-lasting, independent, separate object. It's barren of that possibility. 
Yeah? That's the absoluteness of the message, in a sense. So when the mind's yapping and talking as if it's this and if it's that, you've got this one unseen weight of convincing that seems to override all that movement of, yes, I could be more a body or less a body today. I'm feeling more of a self, but I'm just feeling less of being a self. All this are uh, just experiences you can have here in this delusionary aspect, but the absoluteness isn't being moved by any of it. You know, oh, I was the absolute was more like a self today, and then it was more like the uh, no, absolute is absolute. Yeah, very clear. It's not mixed with any. It's not diluted or mixed with anything. It's a hundred percent. That's a nice place for mind to rest. If that door ever opens up and you see your original face, which is no thingness, fucking fall on your knees and honor it. Yeah? Your, your figurative knees, honor it. Let it have its. Let it imprint itself because it will wash all the henna tattoos we're taking to be ink. I swear <laughs> to God, it'll wash away all those henna tattoos that we take to be ink. You'll get the ink and it'll be like ink. Yeah. And then what thinks it's being fooled and not being fooled ain't you. It is not you. What you, yes. What you is established, what I am is established in its own nature. It's not flirting with other natures all day, not becoming more complete, less complete, closer, farther away, clearer, unclear. All of that are just mental experiences arising here. Yeah? Phenomena, like clouds in the sky of mind. They all, they're going to come and go. The way they seem to be more real is if your intention and interest is in them. You'll see, you know how when you're interested and attentive and you see a cloud, you'll give it a face after a while? Yeah? You'll make it something. That's what mind does. It gives everything name and form. Yeah? But we are nameless and we are formless. We need a little bit of flavor of the absolute here. It's too wishy-washy, yeah? It's too yes and no, close far, this and that. It's too, it's too affected by circumstances and situations. We need to find a sense of what outshines circumstances and situations. I mean, literally outshines them. In other words, circumstances and situations can't be like a bushel basket over this light. This light will shine through the circumstances and situations. It's, that's its possibility, because it's an absolute. It has an inherent source of energy, not acquired, not lost, not tapped into, not uh, siphoned away. It's just an inherent, its own energy. Yeah? There you go. Any questions? No, no. Let me see if this works.